Good evening, everyone. I'm Father Brett. I'm here with our weekly Wednesday Asked and Answered. This week, we have a question that is kind of interesting. So the question that we have to answer tonight is, what is the difference and the meaning of God's perfect will as opposed to his permissive will? Now, at first glance, you can probably ask yourself, you know, why are we asking this question and what is this even like? I've never even heard of this distinction before, and why is it important? It's a really important question, um, even though it gets kind of into the weeds of theology. But it's important because it deals a lot of times directly with this notion of the problem of evil, which you may have heard of, of you know trying to rationalize how or trying to figure understand how. We can say at one and the same time, we have an all-knowing, all-good, and omnipotent God, but also we recognize the presence of sin in the world. So what is God's perfect will, and what is his permissive will? God's perfect will, in essence, is just what he always wills. God, in from all eternity, has willed the good, which is himself, we can get into that maybe a little bit deeper, what that means, but he wills the good. He wills that creation come to its, its fulfillment. He wills for us, in a particular way, as we experience that, that mankind would flourish, that we would be holy, that would be united to him for eternity. St. Paul says in the scriptures that God wills that all men be saved. That is God's perfect will. Now, if that's true, and yet we still see that there's sin in the world, how can, how can that, those two be reconciled? Because if God wills that all men be saved, then wouldn't everyone be saved? Wouldn't then sin not exist? Well, with that, part of all men being saved, part of all men being united to God for all eternity is being united in love. And in order to be united in love, in perfect love, you have to be able to have, you have to have free will. This is something from the Catechism, paragraph 311. Angels and men, as intelligent and free creatures, have to journey toward their ultimate destinies by their free choice and preferential love. They can, therefore, go astray. Indeed, they have sinned. Thus has moral evil incommensurably more harmful than physical evil entered the world. God is in no way directly or indirectly the cause of moral evil. He permits it, however, because he respects the freedom of his creatures and mysteriously knows how to derive good from it. So the short and long of it is that God's permissive will, when we talk about his permissive will, is that because he desires man and angels, as you heard said, that angels were created as intelligent and free beings, that because he desires them him to them to love him, he has given them free will. And by giving them free will, God knowingly, because he gave them free will, knows that they have the potential to turn against him, to turn away from him, to sin. It is the mystery of God's great love and God's plan that he loved man so much that he would give them the freedom to reject him because he desired man's love, free love, 
that much. For Almighty God, the Catechism continues, because he is supremely good, would never allow any evil whatsoever to exist in his works if he were not so all-powerful and good as to cause good to emerge from evil itself. And that's kind of where this gets into what St. Paul says in the letter to the Romans, where God works all things for the good of those who love him. That even though he has made in his plan this free will, which also, you know, leaves open the possibility that man would sin, and God knows that possibility is there, he can even mysteriously in his plan and in working out his plan somehow use evil to create good. Think about the crucifixion, which is by all accounts a great evil, and yet in his plan he works the most powerful and the greatest good through that is our salvation and giving us the ability to be in communion with him, to experience eternal life. And so the short of it all is that God's will, his perfect will, is what he always wills, is that man would be saved, is that all creation would be united to him and that would reach its fulfillment. And his permissive will is when he, because he has such great plans, because he desires the good of all, because he desires to have man freely love him, that he permits certain evils in order that his will would still be enacted. That's the, that's the beauty and the mystery of it all, is that even though there are certain evils that are so present in the world, even though evil itself is still in the world, God's will is still done. Even though he does not directly will it, he can work his good and our salvation and so many other goods, even in the presence. He uses, he can make his good happen through that. Now, it's a big question, one that's hard to really break open fully in a short amount of time. Um, and there are a lot of other things that kind of come off of it that could be explained more, but that is the long and short of it, the kind of the gist of it. Like, his perfect will is that all men be saved. His permissive will is when he allows, not wills, not directly desires, but per allows, permits certain things to happen in order that the good, and makes the good happen even through that. And so I hope that was helpful, and I pray that you have a good night, and that from all of us here at Holy Cross, God bless y'all, and see y'all.